G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision 180. Live different. Different. We are joined today by the lead vocalist and guitarist, Chris from Ran Collective. So good to talk to you, Chris. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah. So 2020 has been a pretty wild ride for everyone. How's, how's it been for you guys? Yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. It started off really nicely. We were, uh, we were in Australia and New Zealand for the first part of our world tour. And then uh, it turned out it wasn't really a world tour after all. It was just, <laughs> uh, just going to end after New Zealand. Just so, an Australian tour. Um, Oh, well, that was what it was, yeah. A very a very selective Southern Hemisphere tour, that's what we could call it. But yeah, I, I just kind of remember, in the, we kind of came back from uh, from Southern Hemisphere and started our the US portion of that tour, and the first week we uh, got a call about an hour before we were due to go on stage, saying that that was going to be it for the entire tour, and oh. we kind of got up on stage and led worship uh, with all these questions swirling about uh, as to what on earth are we going to do for an income and what on earth are we going to do with all this confetti that we've ordered. Wow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's crazy. Just stuff like that. Yeah, we've got 2,000, well, more than that, uh, an absolute boatload of T-shirts that describe a tour that's never going to happen now. But yeah, I I just remember us that night kind of getting up and realizing that uh, worship was really the only thing to do at that point. Mm. Uh, We didn't have any control over our circumstances like anybody else, you know. Um, And so worship was really the only choice that we we had left. And so it it was quite a fitting thing to do. And it actually turned out to be a a really sweet moment that I I don't think I'll ever, I don't think I'll forget that concert for sure. I can't promise that about about some others. They they may be starting to meld together a little bit, but mm. uh, that night in Minneapolis definitely, for sure, holds a special place for me. Uh, just knowing that it was us choosing to worship despite despite difficult circumstances. I was really proud of our team for for putting on such a good show in such a difficult environment. Now, Chris, you were saying that your concert was cancelled uh, around January, February. You got to do Australia and then that was kind of it once COVID hit. Uh, do you think you're going to continue your world tour a bit later or is that kind of it? Yeah. Um, well, we've been describing the tour as postponed uh, for a long time, so I, I, we will get round to doing it again. Uh, whether or not we'll have new songs and whatever by then, I, I can't promise. We're, we're kind of we're a little bit uh, attention deficit disorder, um, so uh, there's a chance that we we may have new material to bring that we that we wouldn't have had on that other tour. But apart from that, yes, we will definitely be keen to get back on the road again as soon as it's safe and makes sense to do so. We love it. You brought out your new album quite quickly. You were on tour, and then all of a sudden, you've got a new album. And I was like, when did you have time to write all these songs and? Oh, be performing in Australia as well. Did, did you write while you were on tour, or did you come home and then it was just a real quick turnaround? Um, a little bit of both. We actually never really stop writing. It's it's an addiction <laughs> at a certain point. Uh, for us, it's kind of our way of uh, processing our relationship with God. So, it, in a way, it's it's a prayer language as much as it is 
you know, I, I always feel like it's really lucked out that I managed to find somebody who would pay me to do this because it would just yeah. be happening. It, it did happen anyway. Um, and so we're, we're always writing, even on tour is actually kind of an inspiring time to write because uh, you get to meet so many new people and you also get to stand in congregations like in other parts of the world that are experiencing God in completely different ways than you'd so ever cool. kind of thought of before. And so, yeah, so it can be very inspiring. And it was on that Australian New Zealand too. Now, Chris, you were saying before that you were so excited about your world tour in January, February at the start of this year. You planned to go all over the globe. You'd bought confetti, you'd bought T-shirts and everything, and then COVID happened. And it was uh, quite con- confusing and unsettling for you guys like to have your, your tour cancelled and you wrote this album. How would you describe this new album? Like, Does it have a special place in your heart compared to the other albums? Absolutely. I think this record had such a weird journey anyway, even before you threw COVID into it, because basically a normal record cycle looks like this, where you take two years, you collect material slowly but surely, and then you start at the very end of that, you kind of edit that and pick the very best of it. and You try to record it really nicely. And that's that's a very civilized process. (laughs) Um, We went through that process for this record, But then two months before our deadline, back in December 2019, we decided that we wanted to go a completely different direction than the one that we had been kind of headed towards for the last couple of years. Yeah. And so we utterly pivoted uh, towards this album that we have now, Choose to Worship. And yeah, we wrote 14 brand new songs in the final two months of just squeezed it in before the deadline. That's crazy. Uh, And it turns out that, yeah, and I really believe that 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 was that was God speaking to us um, because the whole theme of the record changed from a theme of kind of talking about revival to a theme of choosing to worship in the middle of the harshest circumstances. And mm-hmm. even though I feel much more qualified to write that album now, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still glad that that that's the one that we've uh, that's the one that we released into this moment. Oh, I'm so glad as well. Listening to that single, I've been playing it on repeat. I choose to worship. It's just such a powerful declaration, especially. Uh, through COVID, where still all over the world, people are still in this unsettling time of not knowing. People in Melbourne are in lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're kind of on edge, waiting: are we going to go yeah. into lockdown or not? Like this song just came at such yep. a perfect time. Yeah, is that whole time where the inspiration came from for this new single? Well, yeah. So uh, the single was written in that kind of uh, in December and December January of this year so we had no idea that, that COVID was on the horizon but wow. uh, we just uh, yeah but we just felt that, that God was moving us to write an album uh, and particularly that song is the real focus track uh, around this idea of whether or not your life is good uh, God is still good in the middle of it all and mm. it, he's worth proclaiming uh, even even in the most difficult times and so I guess we've been put to the test whether or not we're we're truly willing to do that, mm. <laughs> um, and that, that's been a, an interesting trial. It's almost like the album has become uh, a measuring stick for us. You know, are you really who you say you are? Do you really want to worship whenever there's no uh, whenever there's no music industry right now and whenever uh, everything's falling apart? Are you still gonna Are you still gonna say that I'm good? That's so good. Yeah. It is good. It's hard, but it's good. It's That's hard. like most of the lessons that you learn in life. It's so hard. <laughs> it's, it's hard to choose to worship when when life around you is falling apart and 
you're just unsure what's going to be next. But that it's just a, it's so powerful. Yeah, well, I'm just grateful that worship isn't just a feeling that we can have uh, on a Sunday morning, but that mm. it is a choice that we can make, and that it is actually a lifestyle that that we adopt. You know, it's it's like putting on your shoes in the morning. Sometimes it, it's it's as mechanical as that. Like it's a choice that we make. It's a it's an action that we take much more than it is just a, a feeling of gosh, Jesus is so nice today. That mm. that really isn't what worship is, although it contains that idea. But yeah, I, I just I like thinking of worship in terms of like it's armor that I'm putting on uh, the decision I'm making, uh, as much as it is something that I have emotions about. It's so good. The anthem of 2020, a song that I have on repeat. Here it is right now, the new single, I Choose to Worship, Ren Collective at Vision 180. When the enemy says I'm done with my praises When my world comes crashing down I'll lift my praises We're catching up with Chris, the lead singer of Rand Collective. Now, Chris, you guys have been doing a lot of Facebook Lives and live stream videos called the Socially Distant Worship Club, which I'm loving because my church hasn't started yet. And I know there's a lot of people around that is really missing worship. So to be able to tune on online and virtually worship with people all over the world is is so special. Can you, can you tell us a bit more about how that came about? Yeah, so... Basically, the day after uh, that last show of our tour, where we kind of were told to go home and I don't oh, know, that breaks my heart drive. for you. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> go home and find a, a side hustle very quickly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we basically decided on the way back on the bus that we would that we would get together and that we would worship in uh, Stevie our basis living room. You know, we kind of turned up in our sweatpants and I hadn't practiced anything because, well, why would you? I'm just going to lead worship Stevie's house for my friends. Um, and then we decided kind of last minute to, well, we may as well put it on Instagram and Facebook uh, live, you know, why not? Mm. And so we did. And then uh, it turned out it was our biggest concert ever because a million people. Uh, a million? Thereabouts. Yeah, over, yeah, crazy. Over the two platforms, it was over a million people. That's amazing. I actually saw that. It's hard to even imagine what that. Yeah, you can't even picture that. That's num- more than that your number tour. Of people, for sure, yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, that was just kind of a crazy moment. It, it, we were in a little bit early. It was kind of before everybody was going. You know, there were a lot of live things to watch. There wasn't as much competition. <laughs> so mm-hmm. obviously not. Otherwise, why would anybody pick us? Um, if John Mayer's going <laughs> live, you pick him. Wouldn't you? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was um, a really sweet moment just to realise that people were that hungry for just really raw, nothing special, mm. really, but just people keen to connect with God. You know, I think it made me really hopeful for the state of the church. Mm. Just that 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 expression of worship, that completely unperformancey version of worship was, still, was something that the church is still attracted to. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's the powerful part about it. It's like, come as you are. Right, exactly. I know that's why I don't rehearse the lyrics. You know, it's just to make it authentic. <laughs> <laughs> You've done a few of those. Are you going to keep doing them or is that kind of it now? Yeah, as long as they're... As long as there's lockdown, either in Ireland or in the USA, and I still feel like it's socially, like we need to keep socially distant, I'll, I'll keep showing up for it. It's been really healing for us, and uh, you know, I wish, I wish it wasn't the case, but I'm not sure we're over this thing yet. Um, mm. You know, especially in the states. So 
it's such a blessing to us in Australia because we never, we, you know, we don't get to go to the shows in the States. So having all these online concerts has been yeah. so awesome. I know some of them have been great too. There's a lot of very talented people out there, it turns out. <laughs> and you guys planning on coming back to Australia? I know you've already kind of done Australia at the start of your tour, but um, what did you like it here? Would you come back? Oh, yes, a thousand percent. We already had plans to come back in 2021, yeah. but now they've been pushed a little bit. I'm not able to talk about that particular event, but there's a particular event that asked us to come back. But So we'll definitely be coming in 2022 yes at, at worst we're, we're certainly coming back in 2022 that's okay, what yeah I, I, I can't wait to get back honestly we we all talked about how much we loved it and in particular we just really um surely resonated with the people you guys are you know it's far away from ireland but it doesn't feel like it is it's mm. just another little outpost of of our country i think uh, or maybe we're more Australian than we are Irish. I don't know. You guys are, we mix well. That, that, that's what we discovered. Yeah, we are similar. We'll be back. Yeah, you know you know your way around a sausage roll and whatever. Yeah, exactly. And a meat pie. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the only things we need to share in common, really. Exactly. Chris, thank you so much for your time and thank you for sharing your heart. We really appreciate it. Pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.